The following recording is from the previous cycle. Today's daf is above a kama daf lamid gimel, and we are eight lines from the bottom of daf lamid beis amid beis. So at the end of yesterday's daf, towards the top of daf lamid beis amid beis, the gemara brought a brisa. Tanu rabbanon and nichnas lechanusei shal nagar shal If somebody enters the store of a nagar, a smith, without his permission, v'nitzah bekas v'tov chalponov, and the smith was doing his work, he was. Working on wood, for example, a piece of wood flew, hit this person that entered the Chanush Umes, and he died. So essentially, the Nagar killed the Nichnas Shaloy Bishos Bishoygeg, says the Brysa Potter. He's going to be Potter. The Nichnas Bishos, if he entered Bishos, if he had permission to come in, Chayiv, then he's going to be Chayiv. So the Gemara said, My Chayiv, Omra Beisweb Chanina, Beisweb Chanina said, Chayiv Bedalit Varim, Upata Migolas. That when we said Chayiv, he's going to be Chayiv only Bedalit Varim, meaning if the Nagar did not kill the Nichnas, a little bit of a doichik in the Bryce, if he did not kill the Nichnas, he was only Mazakim, he'll be Chayiv Bedalit Varim like every Chayvul Bechaveroi. If he killed him, however, he's going to be. Potter from Gauls. And Rabbi Yosef Rabchanina said the reason is the classic example of a Ritzach B'Shoigig is that somebody is chopping wood in a forest, somebody else enters the forest, he obviously has Rishus to enter the forest, everybody has Rishus to enter the forest. A piece of wood kills the person that was in the forest, says the Torah, he's a Ritzach, he was a Ritzach B'Shoigig, the Allah is, he has to go to Gauls. Said Rabbi Yosef Rabchanina, if that's the prototype of Ritzach B'Shoigig, in this case, where the person entered the chanus of the nagar. It didn't happen in a public area. It didn't happen in a forest. It happened in the rishus of the nagar. The halacha is that he's going to be potter from Golas. Rabbi said, Madach, you're chayiv Golas in a yar, where I didn't know that you were there. Certainly you should be chayiv Golas if you entered my rishus, where you entered it, birishus. Ella, my Rava, Rava said that the reason you're going to be potter from Golas is not because it's not the yar, but the reason you're going to be potter from Golas is the because what you did is actually worse than the person that killed Biyar. The person that killed in the Yar, he didn't know there was somebody else in the Yar. You gave this person Rishos to enter your Chanos. You should have been more careful. And being that you weren't careful, it's not enough for you to just get off the hook by going to Golas. You would need more. You can't kill him because he wasn't amazing. He can't go to Golas. So he's sort of in the twilight zone. He's Nishtahi Nishtaher. But the bottom line is Loisagi Begolos. And the reason is Rabbi Yosef Rabchanina Vahainu Taimo Tahavale because it's halacha in Golas, the only time you go to Golas is if you're a pure shaykik. But if you're a shaykik kar you don't go to Golas. He's worse than a regular shaykik because chanus per shus is worse than yar. Yar is a regular shaykik. Their Golas is going to be enough. But over here, you kar it's not going to be enough. Either way, the way the Gemara understood Rabbi Yosef Rebchanina's statement of Chayev B'dalidvarim Upatami Golas, he was coming to explain the safe of the Brisa, where the person entered the Rishos, the Chanus of the Nagar Birishos, the Brisa said Chayev, my Chayev, not Golas, Chayev B'dalidvarim, if you were massacring, but you're actually going to be potter from Golas if you killed him. Eight lines from the bottom. Rapopah Mishmeh Derova Masagulad Resha. Rapopah Mishmeh Derova had a different version of what Rabbi Yitzhi Rabbi Hanina said. He wasn't coming to qualify 
the Sefer of the Brisa. He was coming to qualify the Resha of the Brisa. What was the Resha? Hanichnes lechanusei shel nagar sheloiber shos. If somebody enters the chanus of a nagar sheloiber shos, v'nitzleiber kaz v'tavchalei alpanov. And while he was working on wood, a piece of wood came and it killed the person that entered sheloiber shos. Umeisen he died. What did the Brisa say? Pot. Was being that you entered sheloiber shos, so it's not my fault. There's no Shia over here. I didn't know you were there. The Allah is that I'm going to be potent. And it was on that that Amr Abiyah Subhanin, Rabbi Subhanin said, that when we say potter, you're only potter from Golas. But you're going to be Chayiv The difference is, according to this version of Rabbi Subhanin, he was never coming to explain the Seifah. He was only coming to explain the Rish. In which case, you don't have the Chiddush that we had in the first part of this Gemara. The first part of the Gemara, we said a Gavaldi Chiddush. That even though the person entered Bishos, if I kill him Bishoigig, there's not going to be a Chayiv Golas. Why? So there were one or two explanations. Either because it's not Daimeliyar, or because you're showing a car of Lamez, but according to the second version of Yeshua Chanin, never said you're going to be parted from Golas in that case. He said you're going to be parted from Golas in the case where you entered Loi Bershos. But maybe if you entered Bershos, you're in fact going to be Chayib Golas. And that's exactly what the Gemara says. Man, the Master the one that had Rabbi Yisrael Chanin's halacha on the Sefer where he entered Bershos, even then you're parted from Golas. That's the bigger Chiddush. Koshikin Aresha. Then certainly you're going to be parted from Golas on the Resha. Man, the Master you're asking Toysi Skasha. Man, the Master the one that had it, bottom Toysi. But it could be the Sefer. Keeping the Bishos, being that you entered Bishos, Chayev Golas. Right? At first glance, Mahakesha between the Resha and the Sefer. It's two different halachas. It's two different halachas. The similarity between the Resha and the Sefer, and the reason the Gemara was able to make this Kol Shikain, is because at the end of the day, the Gemara thinks that the reason you should be potted from Golas, either in the Resha or the Sefer, is because you're not Doimeliyar. That's the common denominator between the Resha and the Sefer. The prototype for Chi of Golas is Yar. If you're not Doimeli Yar, you're not going to be Chai of Golas. So the Gemara is suggesting Nichnas Brishos is that Doimeli Yar. Nichnas Shaloi Brishos is that Doimeli Yar. Either way, take a look at the bottom Tosvis for a little bit of a deeper more precise understanding of the Gemara. Either way, says the Gemara, sorry, is that true? That it's possible to be Chayev Golos if you enter somebody's Chanos Birshos? Meaning, we said, Man Masni Lo Aresha. Safer, you would be Somebody enters the Chanus of the Nafach, the Nitzo Nitzoitzois, and sparks come out, the Tavchale Aponov, Umeis, and he died, Potter, Vafilu Nichmas Beshos. So it's a Mavurisha Brisa that says that you're going to be Potter from Golos even if he entered Beshos, which is. Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Hanino, in the first Lishna, who was coming to explain the Seifa. But the Gemara sort of debated that. The Gemara is not sure. Is Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Hanino coming to explain the Reishas? Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Hanino coming to explain the Seifa? The Gemara says it would seem to be a Mufurish Abraisa. So the Gemara says, no, don't bring me your eye from this Braisa. Because Hachab and Mayaskin, it could be the Braisa is talking about a very specific case. Not a regular case where somebody just entered Bershus. Maybe if somebody just enters Bershus, you're in fact going to be high of Gauls. What's this Braisa that says that a filo Nichnas Bershus is going to be put from Gauls? Bishulya Denafchi. It's talking about, Rashi says, Talmud. It wasn't just a random person that entered Rishos. It's talking about with the apprentice. The apprentice, the Talmud, he and the protege, he entered Rishos. There the halacha is going to be different. But the Gemara says, why? What, his blood is somehow cheaper than anybody else's blood? At the end of the day, I should have been careful. So if I should have been careful, what's the difference if he's a shulyu den or if he's somebody else? So the Gemara says, no, it's a whole fancy akimta. It's talking about where his master told him, leave. 
So although it started off Bishos, but he told him leave. Feina Yoitze, he's not leaving. But the Gemara says, okay, Mishum the Rabbi Masar Bay So if you come into my house, you're my Talmud, I tell you leave, you don't listen, that's it. Now all bets are off, I can just do whatever I need to do, even the Pshia, even though it might kill you. The Gemara says, no, Kasava Yatz, he thought he actually left. So what's so special about the apprentice? Anybody else? So the Gemara says, Acher Lesley Amos of the Rabbe, Ha Isley Amos of the Rabbe. There's a certain Amo that a apprentice has for his boss, his employee has for his employer. So he assumed that he probably, a regular person, maybe didn't leave. But his employee probably left because, you know, he wants to be on good terms with his employer. So over there, even though it started off for sure, but Rabbi Masar of says he doesn't know if he left or didn't leave. You can assume he left. Thus, there's an element of Karv Lainus here. That's why he's going to be Potter from Golis. But maybe Anachinami, a regular Nichnas Bershus, a regular classic case, he would in fact be Chayiv, like the second Lishna in the Gemara. The Rabbi Yisrael Chanina only said the Rish of the Bryce is going to be Potter from Golis, but the Seif of the Bryce, you're in fact going to be Chayiv Golis. Either way, we had a statement of Rabbi Yisrael Chanina Chayiv Bedalat Varim Upatami Golis. The Gemara assumed Rabbi Yosef Chanina made his statement with regards to this brisa over here of a nichnas lechanusay shal nagar. The question is, was he saying it regarding the ratio that's talking about where the person entered the chanus shalibishus? Was he explaining the sefer which is talking about where he entered the chanus birishus? But it was clearly with regards to this brisa. The Gemara brings now a third lishna. A third possibility of what Rabbi Yisrael Chanina was talking about. And in the third possibility, he's not discussing this price at all. He's discussing a completely different halacha. Alam the halacha, but a different halacha. It says in the parsha of Ritzicha B'Shoigig, V'nashal HaBarzal Mino'etz, U'matza Esrei'eyu, the only time there's a chiyav is if the thing that killed the person found the person. But what if the person found the object that killed him? So, for example, you had the eights or the barzal that was in root. It's flying in the air. It was technically going to land on the floor. Nobody was going to get hurt. And all of a sudden, somebody pops his head in and it hits him in the head and he dies. That's not umatza. Umatza means the thing found the person that was killed, not the other way around. Somebody threw an evan, somebody popped his head out, and boom, it hit him in the head. Potter. What does Potter mean? It was on this that Reb Smith, Mishmei the Rav, said, Reb Yosef, Reb Chanina said, Omer Reb Yosef, Reb Chanina, Potter, Mi Golos, V'chaye Barbadvar, and you're going to be Potter from Golos, because there there's a halacha of Umatzah, that's a Gzeris HaKosav, it's a mute in the parish of Ritzich HaBashayig. However, with regards to Chayvah Lomazik, regular Nezokin, you're in fact going to be Chayv. Ah, it was B'Shayig, Adam Wulayim. So that's not an issue. You're going to be chayev. But the point is, Rabbi Yisrael Chanina's statement was said not with regards to the ratio of the b'risa, not with regards to the safe of the b'risa. It was actually said with regards to a completely different halacha. This idea of umatza prat lamansi, which is exeris akasov in the parasha of Golas. The question is, is it a Miut only in the parish of Golas? What about if someone's mazik b'shoigig? Where the halach is Adam Wulla Oilam? Are you going to be potter if he was mamzi asatzmoi? Or you're not going to be potter? That was Rabbi Yisroel Chanina's halacha that you're only going to be potter in Golas. You're going to be chayib b'dvalavar. But the Gemara is not finished. Says the Gemara man the masni lo aha the one that had Rabbi Yisroel Chanina on this third version on the second brayso who said 
then that even though you were mamti as atzmo yet adam would you're going to be chayiv bedaladvarim koshkein akom meisa that you're going to be chayiv bedaladvarim uman the master of meisa akom meisa the one that had Rabbi Yisroel Chanina on the first brayso over there Rabbi Yisroel Chanina said you're going to be chayiv bedaladvarim avalaha it could be over here potter lagamri you're going to be potter at all this kalvachomer. This tlia between the first two lishnas and the second lishnas is not with regards to the potter migalus part of Rabbi Yisroel Chanina's statement. It's with regards to the chayiv bedaladvarim part of Rabbi Yisroel Chanina's statement. In contrast to the first time the Gemara did that math on the bottom of Daflam and Bezam and Bez. So either way, what the Gemara is saying is Rabbi Yisroel Chanina is being mechadish that the miut of umatza pratlamamti yisatzma is only a miut in the parish of Gals, but it's not a miut in the parish of Daladvarim. He's being mechadish that there's a chayiv daladvarim in this case. Mandi masni laha because if you chayi bedalad varim, in this case, where you just throw something randomly, you have no reason to assume there's anyone even in the neighborhood. Somebody pops his head in, still other world you're going to be chayi bedalad varim. Certainly if somebody enters your chatzah, you're going to be chayi bedalad varim. Man, the master of maybe here it's different. Somebody entered your chatzah, for sure, for sure, so you know he's there, so even though you were a shaygi, but in this case, we have no reason to assume that there's even anybody there. Potter Lagamri, you're certainly going to be Potter. There's one Ha'ari here that the Rishonim mask that is relevant to some of the big sugis over here in Masechus Bavakam, and that is, Toysus over here in the top Toysus, the Rajba asks the Kasha as well, the why is this halacha that we just learned different than a Gemara and that we spent a lot of time with when we learned it at the time? The Gemara over here said that if somebody would throw an Evan into a Rishos Arabim, somebody would pop his head in and boom, it would hit him in the head. The halacha is, you're going to be chayib in Dalad Varim. Trade places, trade the Rajba Kasha. Rabbi made a statement on the Chavavim and Beis. Zora, Klimi Reishagag. If somebody threw a Klimi Reishagag, the Hoyu Tacht of Karamai Kastos, and there were pillows, blankets, sheets on the ground, meaning the Kli was not going to break. Bach of a Silken, and somebody else comes and he removes the Karamai Kastos. And then the Kaylee breaks. The halacha is Potter. The one that threw it is Potter, and the one that removed the blanket is Potter. The one that removed the blanket is Potter. He's a Gromah bin Azak. The Raman says Chayef. We spoke about that. But the one that threw it is also Potter. The Gemara says, Because Because at the time that he threw it, it wasn't destined to land on, in a way that it was going to break. It wasn't destined to land on the ground. It was going to land on Karmacastus. And if it would have landed on Karmacastus, it would not have broke. So it's for that reason, said Rabbah, you're going to be Potter. Why is it different than the Salacha? What's the difference? If I throw something on Karmacastus, where it's not supposed to break, we say a Svara, Psuke Mifsuki Gire, how come then if I throw it in mid-ear and it's going to land on the floor? And while it's in ear, somebody comes and pops his head in, all of a sudden I'm going to be chai. At the time that I threw it, that's the when I threw it, there was nobody, there was no one in the trajectory of this thing that I threw. So if there was no one in the trajectory of the thing that I threw, at that point, it was psuke mifsuki gire. So if somebody else pops himself in, that's his problem. So why in the world should I be chayv? As I freak, tell you, the Rajbah. The Rajbah is so bothered with this kasha. The Rajbah says, you have to say, that the Gemara and the is going like the Lishna and our sugya. that Rabbi Yisrael Chanina never said chayv v'daladvarim in this case. He said it only akamaisa, but he didn't say it abasraisa. Because enochinami, if there's a svara, a psuki mifsuki gire, there's no way to make it work. Toysvis, however, has an etza. Tap toysvis, toysvis, loy dam yu lahoye tacht of karim v'kastis, tishili keitz ad haregel. Ve'en loy lachshoyv sheyisalku akarim, ve'yishperu hakelem. Toysvis says there's a difference between 
Chavava Mebeis, Karim Vekastis, and this case right here. Karim Vekastis, there's no reason to assume that somebody's going to come and someone's going to remove the Karim Vekastis. Why should I think someone's going to remove it? Karim Vekastis sitting on the ground. Is there a reason to assume that point this second that I threw the Kaili, someone's going to come and he's going to take it away? It's not really all Allah does. So it's for that reason I'm Potter. However, in our sugya, I threw something into an area where people have a right to walk. Is it so not all Allah does that somebody's going to come pop his head in and get hurt? It's very likely, or at least it's possible, that it will happen. To mean that it's possible, it will happen over there as far as there. The problem is, the problem is, great Rav Shmurizovsky, at the end of the day, the reasons are clear. It's not because of the statistical odds of something happening or not happening. It's a lumdis. It's Because And that is Lechura, the Rajbaz Kasha. There's a swara of Psuki Mifsukigire. So what's the difference if statistically there's a better chance or not a bigger chance? At the end of the day, Psuki Mifsukigire is a swara of the Psuki Mifsukigire. That was Kate Ryan in the Mice. Dovis Mikhavin, Rabshu, we'd expect nothing less. That's the part. doesn't mean statistics, chances. That's not what Toysvis means. Toysvis means as follows. What would be if the Karm and the Castus were in an area where if a Ruch Matsuya would come and it would blow away the carbon castus, it would they would blow away. And it would fall on the ground and it would crash. Of course it would be chayv. I there was karvakastis, but the karvakastis could only make it psuki mifsukigire to the extent that we're comfortable that it's for sure gonna land on the karvakastis. But if there's any doubt in our minds that it's gonna land on the karvakastis, so felt in the psuki mifsukigire. So of course at the end of the day it boils down to a svara, a lumdis. Is there a maisa mazik or is there not a maisa mazik? But the only way there's no maisa mazik is if we're comfortable that it's not going to land on the ground. But to the extent that there's a doubt that we have, for example, if a ruch matzuyu would blow it away, then of course you have to don what happens if the ruch matzuyu comes. And if the ruch matzuyu comes, it's going to break, then it is a maisa mazik. So, the Rav Shmuel, that's what Tysus means to say. What Tysus means to say is that by Karim Vekastis, it was a case where Aruch Matsuya cannot have blown it away. Maybe someone's going to take it. Ain't loy lachshay. She is alka Karim Vyashbarakalim. And being that ain't loy lachshay, that establishes the Psukim Exactly. But over here, where, of course, a person has to think that maybe someone's going to pop his head in. Therefore, it's a felt in the Psukim Mifsukigire. And that's why you're, in fact, Going to be Chayev Gavaldik. So to Gemara Vayta, Tana Rabbanon, Poyalim Shabolit Fayascharon, Mibalabayis. There were workers who worked for someone who apparently owed them money. So they're knocking on their boss's door. They want to get paid. They enter his rishos. This guy must have owed people a lot of money. He didn't just have beware of dog. Beware of shayramuid. Yeah, beware of no, the poilim have a right to be teveya. I mean that they have a right teveya. You can't be mechayev. Afraid the gemara hechidomi. Let's a little background information over here. What kind of case was this? If it's talking about a case where the boss used to 
Drezich in the gas. So, you know, you know where to find him. So, the my time that Acherim is wrong. There's no reason why you should have a right to enter this person's yeah. house or labor. Ah, he owes you money. Okay, so go find him. Two o'clock in the afternoon. Exactly. You know where to find him. He's having coffee in a certain uh, entree. You'll go find him over there. But if he's Bebayis, meaning he's never outside the my time of the Tanakama. Then why in the world should the Tanakama say that that was they supposed to get paid? So the Gemara, the Tzricha, the Gavit, the Shchiach, the Loish Shchiach. So sometimes, know anyone like that? The Shchiach, the Loish Shchiach, the Kari above the Poyo. But we're not finished. Was knocking on his door. The Amalu in. Yeah, Marsa var in oil to mashma. It means come inside. U Marsa var in kumantuchtech mashma. Blind don't do this, then uh, I'll decide whether I'm uh, gonna come to the door. Either way, so the shaila really is not so much a lomdish shaila. It's more a shaila when a person says, so it knocks on your door, and, and he's coming for loy shchiach. He's coming for money, and you say in. Am I am I in yeshiva? Or am I not? <laughs> <laughs> so that's the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's the good part. So, tiny commandama in kumadachtik mashma. We have a brisa that supports commandama that says that when you say in, it means blind baduchtech. You don't stay exactly where you are. The tiny went to the brisa. Poshin nichas l'tvayas shorim b'alabayis. A poil entered this b'alabayis's house because he wants to get paid. V'nokchayshirish b'alabayis. In the show of the b'alabayis. Damaged him. Oi noschoi kalboi potter. Afal pisha nichnas brishos. Frank de Gemara, my potter, if you mamish entered brishos. Sounds like you entered brishos. The whole shaila here in the Tanakama was we didn't enter brishos. But here you entered brishos. There's no way you should be potter. Elolav, the case must be. The Koryabavo, he was knocking on the door. Vamove in the Shmam, you know, in Kumaduchtech Mashma, that in does not mean brishos. What does the Bryce mean when it said brishos? It means even though the person thought he was entering brishos, and it looks a little like he entered brishos, but he he really didn't enter Bishos. That's the only way to make sense of this price. Uh, either way, that is the bottom line. This concludes the first part of Perikaminiach. And really, from here to forward, we're going to be starting a whole nother chalik of Mesechtes Bavakama. But I think before we start the next chalik of Mesechtes Bavakama, just high level, get a little bit of a sense of what it was we were learning just now <laughs> for the last week. So we started Perikaminiach. And the theme, really, of the first six, seven block of Perikaminiach was this idea where I do something in Rosh Hashanah that I didn't have a right to do, and as it came about as a result of it, and my chayev, and my potter, all the different halachas, and the different sugis, and the underlying svaras, and lambdas that we learned. The Mishnah, the Perik began with the first Mishnah, after very simple. Somebody tripped over the cat. If he broke the cat, he's potter. If the cat damaged him, then the balakad is going to be chayef. The underlying longest of this sugi was, do you say, or maybe to the contrary, like the The next case was, the where somebody was walking in a Rosh Hashanah, he didn't place his cat in Rosh Hashanah, but he was niskal. He stumbled. His cat fell, and then somebody came, boom, he fell on that, he tripped on it, and he himself was damaged. So there was a machlekes, Rameir, and the Chachamim, the Meschavin, Shaloi, the Meschavin. So the case over there was a little bit different. We saw in the Gemara, Betarti Plig, Yabaya said it, Rabbi said it, Rabbi Yechanan said it. There were two machlekes happening simultaneously in that Mishnah. Number one, Niskal Pesheya, or Niskal Pesheya, and number two, Mafkin Nezakov. If somebody has some, places something in Rosh Hashanah, then he's Mafkarit, and someone else gets damaged. Mafkin Nezakov, Chayef. 
like every barbish is a rabbin, or maybe Mavkin Azakov is going to be potter. The third Mishnah was on that Flamid Amid Aleph, where the Mishnah discussed somebody poured water in Rosh Hashanah, somebody else got damaged. The Gemara said, isn't that one of the previous cases? The Chiddush of that Mishnah was, it happened to be Moisak Shon. We really have a right to pour water in Rosh Hashanah. Even then, the Brayse said that you're going to be chayim. Another case the Mishnah talked about, what if somebody is Matsnia, he hides a kites or schuches in Rosh Hashanah, and then somehow someone gets damaged, or he lines his fence with kaitsim, barbed wire, and somebody gets hurt. It may be there too, the Mishnah said, you're going to be chayef. We had the Mishnah on the flamid, Ahmed Aleph on the bottom. If someone's moitzi is tevin and his castle is rabim, to fertilize it. So the Gemara said that it was a takon of Yeshua Benun, maybe you're allowed to do it, but there too, if a damage came about, you're going to be chayef. We had the case of a hoifach as a golo. Somebody saw a golo, he picked it up, and he put it back down. There too, we had a very important halal. The Allah said you're going to be chayyim. We had the mission from Two kadarim, there were two people that were walking together in Rosh Hashanah. They bumped into each other, or the first person stumbled, and the second person fell on top of the first person. The bride said yesterday, the third person fell on top of the second person. So we had a lot of fun with that. There too, the Allah is a rishon chayyim in Eskei Sheni, Sheni is chayyim in Eskei Shlishi, in Eskei Gufa, in Eskei Mamayna. Then we had the mission on Daflamid Aleph on the base, where two people bumped into each other. Not one person fell, and the other person fell on top of the other person. Zebab Chavisei, Zebab Kairasai, or Zebab so they come towards each other, one person's in front, one person's behind. He stopped, he warned him, he didn't warn him. We had a Mishnah Daflamid Bezam and Aleph, where two people are in a Rishusha Rabbin, they were running. They were both running and they collided into each other. Or one was running and one was walking. There too, the Allah is going to be Shnei Pturim. So that was sort of a, an idea of some of the Mishnahis that we learned. Not easy Gemaras, difficult, difficult Sugis. But either way, the topic from here forward is going to be not Aminiyach Hesakad Rabin and variations of that, but we're going into the world of Shor Shanoga. And in fact, the next two prokim here in the Sechtas Bavakamba is Shor Shanoga Chdalvei. And And really, it could have started right here with this Mishnah, because this Mishnah is going to take us heavy into the sugyas of Shoshanach. But before we start that, just one interesting halacha lemaisa with regards to something that we learned yesterday. So we had the Mishnah yesterday. Two people, Shahoyu Mahalchem B'Shosh Rabin, Echad Ratz, or if two people were running with Shosarabim, the Ziku Zezeh, Shnei and Petun, the halacha is that they're both going to be Potter. So, halacha Two people, or there's a game of basketball going on. Simple enough. Somebody throws the ball to one of the people playing, it hits him in the face, it breaks his glasses. Zichaiver is he potter. So, it's interesting, it's actually halacha not regarding basketball, but with regarding something similar. The halacha is in Chayshim Mishpat, Simon Tuff. Chof Aleph, Siv Kotten He. Shnayim Shenis Afku Yacha. Two people are wrestling. The Echad Hippo Chaveri Lo Oretz. And one person knocked his friend down to the ground. V'nafal V'simas Einoy Leo. Later he became blind. The Aloche is, says the Shulchan Aruch, Potter. You're going to be Potter. Says the Goyen. What's the Makar to this Aloche? How do you know that you're going to be Potter? Says the Grok. It's like two people running in Rishos Arabim. Just like when two people run in Rishos Arabim, even though they're both acting out of the ordinary. The halach is that being that they're both acting out of the ordinary. They're both potter from any damage that happens. So too, two people that are nisavik, 
they're wrestling and somebody gets hurt, the loch is, it doesn't matter, they're both going to be part But the Gros says, I ain't sma. He doesn't always do that. The Gros says, take a look at the sma. So if you take a look at the sma, the sma already says a whole lot of this. The sma says, what's the shot that when two people are running in Rosh Hashanah and they bump into each other and they get damaged, they're going to be part there. The sma said, the reason is, is because when I run in Rosh Hashanah, I know there's a good chance I'm going to get hurt. I'm running very fast. It's possible I'm going to bump into somebody, whether somebody's walking, somebody is standing in one place, or somebody else is running. There's a really, really good chance that I'm going to get hurt. So the Lashon Asma is, It doesn't matter. The Lash is, I'm giving up, I'm relinquishing any rights that I have to be as if, as if the Sma. And the Gros seems to like what the Sema is saying. So in this mission of Shnayim Ratzin, that the reason they're both going to be Potter is not so much felt in the Mazik, but it's more Mitzat Nizik, that when I run in a Rishos Rabim, I somehow gave up my rights. I was Miyayish from any fear that I would have in Chesha Mishpat. So it's for that reason, when two people wrestle, or when two people play basketball, it's all the same thing. I get involved in a game. I know there's a chance I'm going to get hurt. Obviously, there's a possibility. I'm willing to play anyways. To the extent that I'm willing to play, then there's no question that I'm giving up any rights that I would ordinarily have to be Teveya, Halacha, Lamaisa. It's sort of intuitive, but if you want to know the Makartah, the halacha, it's chesh and mishpat simen tov chaf aleph of cotton hay, it's the gra of cotton test, it's the smash of cotton yud, and it's based on a mishnah, a sugim of ureshes and baba kama perikam and niach, One other interesting shuva, and I just want to be mocked him that this sugya right here, just be mocked him, this sugya right here actually has a counterpart. To it, the counterpart is in Dafnem Ches and Perik Sapara. So we'll get back to it again when we learn Shachanagas Sapara. There's important, important Yishenim over there. But here's the Shaila that the Chavis Yor was asked. I'll read it to you inside. Ruvein Rots Lekoil Hashamish Hamachers Berchayv Lekidush Levana. So apparently this is a custom that somehow went by the wayside over the years. But once upon a time, there was a shamish in the city. They would have a ram call. Everyone's coming together. We're going to the town square. They're making a, a ram call. And they're going to say, Kiddush Lavana. So a so guy hears this, Kiddush Lavana. He gets very excited. He starts running. He bumped into Levi's chanos. Apparently Levi used to sell tchachkaloch. He used to line them outside and they were all made out of glass and, <laughs> and crystal. He knocks over the stand. He breaks the schuches. Say, yon tevin Levi ledin. So Levi took Ruvain ledin Torah. Vehesh. Not sure what Shimon is in this story. But either way. So Levi takes Ruvain ledin. Vehesh. Ruvain ki rots b'shus v'var mitzvah So Ruvain said, what do you mean? I was running to do it v'var mitzvah. Why is it a mitzvah? He says, we say in the Kiddush Levana. Ilu lo yizachu yisrael I'm going to be Makabal Mamish the Pnei Ashkina. So I was running, I was very excited. And he Shtoutsu, and he Shtoutsu, Eric Shabbos, Baikal, Baikal. So what's the difference? I'm going to be Makabal the Kala, or if I'm going to be Makabal the Pnei Ashkina, as a result, the Kiddush Lalana. So that's what he came back and he said, says the Chavis Yor, the Chavera was also a Lamben. He came up with a whole Lambdas of why he thought he should be part of this. He said like this What's Pshat that if I'm running? And I'm massacred that Allah is that I'm going to be Potter. He said, The reason is because, being that I have a right to run, you should have been careful. You should have been careful. You should have known that I have a right to run. It's for that reason I'm Potter for damaging you. So said uh, this person that that only makes sense for an Adam. That was Nizoik. But if you're Mazik Kalim, what are you going to tell the Kalim? You should have been careful. How are the Kalim supposed to know to be careful? I mean that there was no way for the Kalim to know to be careful. So I think that you'll be Chayef for any Hezek 
that's going to happen. You're going to be chayef. One second, any chayef. One second, you're going to be chayef. Any hezek that happened to him. That's what he told me. Either way, the shaila was presented to Chavis Yor. Chavis Yor was the dying. The question is, is he chayef for damaging while he was running for Kiddush Lavana, or is he going to be potter? So there's a few different elements to this truth from the Chavis Yor. But Toichen Dvarev is, he says, that this person is going to be chayef. Not only is he going to be chayef, he says that this Lamdin here, who thought a whole svara of, but he said that this person who had the whole svara of why he thought a rutz is chayiv is because the person should be careful. That's not the reason. It has nothing to do with it. It has nothing to do with Caleb. But rather, the reason is because Adam, although he's mood la'olam, over here, you're an oinus, and for such an oinus, you're going to be potter. And even though Adam mood la'olam usually means... But he invokes the Shita Saramam. The Ramam has a Chiddush that the only time, the only time a person is Chayef for being Mazik Ba'inis is if the Hezek happened in the Rishus of the Nizik. But if the Hezek did not happen in the Rishus of the Nizik, in that case, the Allah is, you're going to be Potter. So being that this happened in Rishus Arabim, it didn't happen in the Rishus of Nizik, it's for that reason you're going to be considered an Oinis. You don't have the Allah of Adam Ud La'ilam. And it's for that reason that you're in fact going to be potter. So meaning it has nothing to do with... Right. Stating that, stating that, stating that, the Chavis Yor says, stating that, the Chavis Yor says, the only time you're considered an oinus is if you were running the Dvar Mitzvah of Shabbos. Not just that, the Gemara said Ben Hashmoshes, because Ben Hashmoshes is very tolerant, and for that reason, he dismissed this case. So meaning, he disagreed with the, what's that? You're going to be chayv. But the bottom line is, so as it relates to that law, he said, you're going to be chayv. The reason you're chayv is because the whole tour of Ratz, the Mitzvah, is only if you're Ratz, the Shabbos, Ben Hashmoshes, because you're very bold. Running for Kiddush Lavana to say a Beroiv Hadras Melech in the town square, that doesn't fall into that, to dance Tevim Ma'iris with a minion, that's not Toicho. So for that already, you're not going to be able to get away with it. But what's interesting about this truth again, is the lumbness again of why Shnei Ratz is going to be part We started off with a Smah. The Smah seemed to say that it's not mitzad the chesaron in the ma'isamazek. It's more mitzad the the fact that the nizik gave up his rights to be able to be tadeya. Over here, we're throwing out different svaras. It could be the chesaron is mitzad the mazik. Why would it be the chesaron mitzad the mazik? Because I was only mazik ba'inus. The other person was running, and he was only mazik ba'inus. I other mul the oilam. Other mul the oilam is only b'shus nizik. Now the b'shus mazik. Another svara. What this person, this toyin in the. Shuvah of the Chavaz Yor is saying is, is that maybe there's a svar that I should have been careful, being that I know people have a right, so you can't be mechayim. Either way, a different fashid in the svar is of why Shnei and Ratzon would be potter, as you see here, it could play itself out very much Allah There were two shvarin that were both tam. So what's the Allah of a tam? He pays chatzin nezek me. They will chayvel each other. So two shvarim got into a fight. They will chayvel each other. So the halach is, we assess which shard damaged more. So if one shard caused $1,000 worth of damage, the other shard caused $500 worth of damage. So the shard that caused more damage, he is the shard of mazik, meaning the $500 cancel each other out. What you're left with is a hezek of $500. Tom pays chatzin nezek, so you pay half of that five hundred dollars. The halach is mishalom b'moisah chatzin nezek, which would be two hundred and fifty dollars. Thank you. What if they were both muadin? It's the same exact case. They were both a muad. Muad pays nezek shalim. So if the difference between the two azekim were five hundred dollars, mishalom b'moisah nezek shalim, you'd have to pay the full five hundred dollars. Echad tam echad muad. What if one was tam one was a muad? Muad the tam if the muad caused more damage, mishalom b'moisah nezek shalim, you'd have to pay the difference as a shalim. Tam b'muad if the tam is the one that caused more damage, mishalom b'moisah chatzin nezek. 
Mishum Shchabu says that same thing would be true if two people hit each other. Mishamim b'Moisin Ezek Shod. You're gonna have to paint the difference. Ezek Shod. Adam Muid Muid. But Adam, what if uh, Adam hit a Shara Muid or a Muid hit an Adam? Mishalim b'Moisir. Nezek Shalim, same halacha, because an Adam is always a Mu'ad, and a Shara Mu'ad pays Nezek, they both pay Nezek Shalim. Adam betam, betam ba'adam, and Adam got into a fight with a Shara So if the Adam betam was more than Mishal b'mois and Nezek Shalim, tam ba'adam, if the tam did more Mishal b'mois and Chatzin Nezek, because again, the tam only pays Chatzin Nezek, Rabbi Akiva, this is Rabbi Akiva's famous shita, af tam shechava ba'adam, Mishal b'mois and Nezek Shalim. That even though it's true that a tam, that shtoises a shor pays chatzin nezek, but a time that shtoises a adam, he actually has to pay nezek shon. The Gemara now is going to bring them a car to this sheet that Rabbi Akiva, the Machlekes, Rabbi Akiva, the Chachamim, whether a shor tam that's mazik didn't kill was mazik an adam, whether he pays chatzin nezek or he pays nezek shon. Tanu Rabbanan kimishpat hazeh yeyaser loy. So you have the parasha of a shor that's mazik a shor, and you have the parasha of a shor that's mazik adam. And in the parasha of a shor that's mazik adam, it says, Kemishpat What does that mean? Kemishpat shor b'shor kach, mishpat shor b'adam. The same halacha of a shor that's mazik shor you have regarding a shor that's mazik adam. Ma shor b'shor tam b'shalim chatzin nezik mu'ad b'shalim nezik sholim. Just like a shor that's mazik shor. A tam pays chatzin nezik and mu'ad pays nezik sholim. Af shor b'adam. So too, a shor that's mazik adam. Tam b'shalim chatzin nezik mu'ad b'shalim nezik sholim. Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva says no. Kemishpat hazeh kitach ben v'lo ke'olim. It's true, Kemishpat hazeh, but not like the whole parasha of shor that's mazik shor. Only the latter part of the parasha of shor that's mazik shor. The parasha of shor that's mazik shor is made up of two parts: shor tam, and then you have the shor nagachu. You have the parasha of shor mut. A shor that's mazik in adam is always like a shor that's mazik a shor when the shor was a mu'ed. Says the Gemara. That's the makar to Yakiva. Kimishpat hazet hazet. Incidentally, is the miut. Dafka, the second thing that we said in the previous parasha, not the first thing that we said in the previous, Yochel, I would have thought, Mashal What's that Yochel, Mashal Aliyah? Because to the extent that you're paying Nezek Sholeim, so you're treating him like a Mu'ud, a Mu'ud always pays Menah Aliyah. So I would have thought that maybe a Shor that's Mazak Adam, even if he's a Shor Tam, he shouldn't be Mashal Migufi, he should be Mashal Menah Aliyah. Talmud Loimer, Yei Loi, there's a Miut, Migufi, Mashalim, in Mashalim, Minu Aliyah. Rabbonon Zeh, Lomali. The Rabbonon, why does it say Zeh? The Bikiva had Zeh, Kemishpat Hazeh. That the Shor that's Mazak Adam is only similar to the second part of the parish of Shor that's Mazak Shor. How do you know that? Zeh. It's a miyot, only part of the parasha. But the Rabbanon that say that a shor that's mazik and adam is treated mamish like a shor that's mazik a shor. So it should have said kemishpat yeyosaloi. What's kemishpat? Hazeh lepoichim abadam. It's coming to tell me that a shor that's mazik and adam doesn't pay the other dal dvarim. He only pays nezek. He doesn't pay tsar ripu shevis poishes. Adam that's chayvul bechaver does a shor does. Rabbi Yekiva lepoichim abadam minol. He has Rabbi Yekiva know that a shor that's mazik adam doesn't pay dal dvarim. Nafkelei mi ishki temun ba misoi. It says in the Parish of Dalit Varim, Ish, Kitimum Bamisai. We learn Ish, Bamisai, Veloi, Shur, Bamisai. For Rabbana, why the Rabbana need Hazel? Why couldn't they learn it out from there? Imahi, from there, Havamina, I would have thought, Sar, Taisa says, and Boishes, Luchudei. Maybe Shur, that's Mazik, and Adam, doesn't pay Tsar and Boishes. Avoripli, Vesheves, Emolite, like Kamashmo. I would have thought it's only a meat in Sarah and Boishes, it's not a meat in Ripley Vesheves. Kamash, one that is. What's the Svartim Mechalak between Sarah and Boishes, Ripley Vesheves? They're fundamentally different. Because Ripoy and Sheves is restitution. You're making up for some sort of damage that happened. 
Tsar is just paying for his emotional distress. And Baish is also, you're not making the person whole. He was embarrassed. That's an emotional issue that he has to deal with. You're making him whole. Says the Gemara, Kamashma. We did we discuss something like this? We discussed it with Rabtarfin's halachas. Rabtarfin holds that a short time pays Nezik Sholim, even the first time. We had the Rashash who cleared that maybe it's Momin, maybe it's not Knaz. So we got involved in that a little bit. So that's a good sushta. Take a look at that Rashash. And that's a. But either way, just one other Interesting halachic shiloh. Very interesting halach. So the Mechaber brings us halach. Two people got into a fight, they beat each other up. So we go, we assess how much damage Ruven caused to Shimon, how much damage Shimon caused to Ruven, and if Ruven caused $10,000 worth of damage, and Shimon caused $9,000 worth of damage, so now Ruven would have to cut Shimon a check for $1,000. That's the halacha. Meaning each one is considered a chayvul b'chaber, right? So whoever was chayvul more, that's how you know how to assess the chayshemishma component of what happened. This halacha is brought down in simen tough chaf aleph sivkot and yud gimel shnayim shachavu zebezeh. Two people got into a fight with each other. Im chaval echad echad neiroi. If yoisem imashachav aboy, if one caused more damage than the other, who mishalim loy b'moisim nezek shalom. He's the one that has to pay the difference nezek shalom. That's the halacha of the mishnah. But says the mechaber, it's based on the remuke yosef who says it b'shem the rama. V'davka sheheschilu shneim kecha. The only time this is true, if they both started fighting at the same time. Oy la'achas shachavu bechaveri chazagamu biyavu chavuvai. Avalon hischalu echad. Let's say one person started and the other person fought back. Potter, the second person is Potter Legamri. The second person has a right, even Isser Veheter. Because a person has a right to act in self defense. So the only time it's considered Shnayim Shachavlu, that's if they both were fighting with each other. They started up at the same time. But let's say one person punched his friend, and then the other person, out of self-defense, he's, getting, he's being beaten up. So he has to stand up for his rights. So he starts punching back. And now, all of a sudden, you have two people lying on the ground. You have a referee. So now the question is, how do you deal with this? So there it's posh. It says the Shulchan Aruch, that the first one's going to be Chayev. The second one's going to be Potter Ligamri. Says the Ramah, the Chayev Ligidufin. It's always the mask. Says the Ramah, another case. What if Ruben chikil Shimon? What if Ruben hit Shimon? V'chaz Shimon v'alaka. It's the Ruben. Now Shimon's fighting back to Ruben. Ubasa ishtoi shal Ruben. Ruben's wife came. V'echzika b'shimon. This is the pasuk in the Torah. Right? V'echzika b'mavushav. So now Ruben's wife got involved. Shimon is acting in self-defense because Ruben started up with him. So Shimon swings. Ruben, <laughs> nice husband that he is, ducks. <laughs> <laughs> he hits his wife in the face. The question is, is Shimon had a right to hit Ruben. Because Ruben is the one that started up with him. But does he have a right <laughs> to hit Ruben's wife? Says the Mechaber, as you would imagine, yes. Because being that Ruben's wife was part of Ruben, she was getting involved, and he had a right to act in self-defense. So it's all part of the self-defense. So even though technically he was the one who threw the first punch to Ruvain's wife. That's <laughs> the Wild West. <laughs> but either way, the halacha is that Shimon is going to be butter <laughs> because he's acting in self-defense. Miu, and this is the important caveat, Sarach Oimed, every time a Dayan, your local rabbi, when he presides over this question, he's going to have to do a real analysis and make sure let's say he could have just hit him a little and he would have made this go away. Instead, he knocked him out so that already could be a whole different shayla, and it could be in that case he's going to be chayv. Says the guy, what's the makar? How do you know a person's allowed to hit somebody in self-defense? There's a lot of a roidif. 
Habala hargacha, haske b'hargacha. But it's a new anaya halach, anaya ma'isa. Guy punches you in the face, he's going to hit you. Don't say he's going to kill you. He's not going to kill you. You get beaten up. Who said you're allowed to, to run away? Right? I mean, at first glance, I would think this is loisikoin, right? Isn't this like Nakama, maybe? I, would, I remember, I remember, I remember, I remember, don't I remember from Yeshua and Chumashir. <laughs> he was once talking about how in his house, he was once talking about in his house when he grew up by Ribeiro, there were no rules. He says, today, houses, they have rules. It's bedtime. You have to finish your supper. We stop the meal this. There's a curfew. He says, my in Stub, there were no rules. The rules were the Torah. First, the Torah is not the Mekton, Mekton. <laughs> when the Torah said you're not allowed to do you're not allowed to do so Yeshua said that he remembers he was once fighting with his brother and he hit his brother so his father came over to him he said you were over like Yosef Ben Yosef <laughs> so he said I told my father but he started he said I stick emotion but that's, that was his house everything was governed by the Torah <laughs> I heard this myself by the way there were no rules everything was <laughs> governed by the Torah so at first glance you would think this is my sicker. this is a naive patent the guy starts off with you and punches you again he's not acting himself <laughs> but either way, the Quran says, What's the Makar to this Allah? He says it's the sugya of Ovid Inish Dinal and Afshay. That's the Makar. And Ovid Inish Dinal and Afshay, what do we have? Remember the case where there were two partners, and one partner started using the well on the day that belonged to his other partner. So the question was, and then the other partner got upset, so he punched him. So Rav Nachman sent to Shiloh. There was a whole Shiloh over there whether you could be Goyva Knas Bavol you can't be Goyva Knas Bavol how much Busha did he cause him how much you're allowed to be Goyva. So then Rav Nachman heard about it he says oh this was the story I feel a mayor Pandi he could have hit him a hundred times because other than his dinner with says the guy in Kalva Chaymer Madach you're starting up with my money I'm allowed to act in self-defense. That was the whole suit of Abed Inish You can hit a person physically. You can use physical force. So madoch, madoch, when it comes to money, there's a lot of Abed Inish So there's no question in the world that when it comes to someone who actually hit you, if you want to act in self-defense, you're allowed to hit back. So maybe the glasses and the basketball wasn't, a big Kiddush, but this is already an interesting Kiddush. This is a nice halacha lemaisa, contemporary halacha that's actually a Kiddush. Just like when it comes to Ritzicha, Habala Hargacha Hashkeim Vahargai, so too when it comes to self defense, even it doesn't sound like there was a Shiloh Bakoch Nefesh. But I'll just tell you one other interesting thing, and that is it's Mavur in the Sma over here. The Sma says that this halacha is not only true if somebody's starting up with you, it's true if somebody starts up with your family member as well. Let's say somebody starts up with your kid, somebody starts up with your wife, somebody starts up with your family member. See, even then, the Sma says you're going to have the same exact halacha. Now, it's interesting the way the Sma says it, because really the Mechaber says one other interesting halacha. And this is something that we spoke about last week. And that is, what if two people are fighting randomly? Reuven's fighting with Shimon. And now I'm Levi, I come, I see Reuven punch Shimon. So the Mechaber says, I'm actually allowed to stop Reuven, and I could physically stop him. And the reason is, So the Sma asks Akasha, I don't understand if I'm always allowed to be mafresh a person meisura, I could always fight with a person physically. Remember, we had that in the beginning of Parakamaniach. So, if I'm always allowed, the Truma Sadeshan, the guy who was hitting his wife because she wasn't respecting her parents. So, if I'm always allowed to hit somebody, so what's the Kiddush of this whole halacha? That self defense, even my family members, it's Pasha. This guy's a Russia. I'm always allowed to hit him. The Yamsha Shleiman that we spoke out last week. The chilik is very simple. The only time I have a right to hit somebody is if it's consistent with who I am. So if I'm a Adam Chashuv and I'm like Nizer and there's 100% clear that it's coming from a place of Yerushalayim, so then there's an idea of Afrusha Meisura. But if I'm not such a good guy, then there's no idea of Afrusha Meisura. Afrusha Meisura is out the window. You're not 
the jury when it comes to Lafrusha Beisur. You have no right to do anything. When it comes to self-defense, however, even family, that's a whole different halacha and It doesn't have to be consistent with who I am. So Enechanami, I can hit someone who's hitting someone, even if it's not self-defense, Lafrusha Beisur. But that's only if I have a license. To have a license, you have to be a Radom Chosh, the Yamsha Shloima. But as it relates to self-defense, even if it's my family, that's already different halacha and Over there, either way, some very interesting halacha. Zok to Mishnah, Shor there was a shor that was worth a mana, a hundred zuz. It was mazik, a shor that was shava masayim zuz. And the veil was worth nothing. The Allah is not a shor. Then this can take the shor. Why? Because to the extent that the shor was worth 200 zuz, and now it's worth nothing, how much damage was there? A hundred well, 200. But how much does he owe him? Tom pays Chatzin Nezek. He owes him 100 Zos. If he owes him 100 Zos, the Shara Mazik was worth 100 Zos. He gets to take the Shara Mazik. Now, this is obviously based on the idea that a Shara Tam is Mishale Mi Gufoy. And it's for that reason that the Nizik has a right to be Noite Les Hashar. Because otherwise, I can't take the Shara. You owe me $100. I'll take you to Bezin. You'll have to give me $100. Over the Nishdino and Avshay, maybe. But it sounds like from the Mishnah, Noite Les Hashar. I have a specific lien on this Shar. Why do I have a lien on this Shar? Because that's the din of a Shar Tam. A Shar Tam is Mishale Mi Gufoy. The Shar Hamazik now becomes Mishubit to the Nizik. And therefore, in this case, where it's very even, it's very neat, the shark was worth exactly $100, the damage was exactly $200, the chatzinazik is exactly $100, you just take the shark and you call it. Says the Gemara, Masti Samani, who's the time of the Mishnah? Rabbi Akiva. It's not so Pashat, the Allah of the Mishnah. It's really telling him, Achleg is Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Akiva. The time of the Mishnah, Rabbi Yusham Hashar, Bebezdin, Divir Rabbi Shmuel. When we say that a shark time is Mishnah, Rabbi Gufay, what does it mean? It means Yusham Hashar, Bebezdin. Rabbi Akiva, it means so we need Rashi. What does Yusham Hashar Bebezdin mean? Rashi inside. First Rashi on the Gemara. Yusham Shar Hamazik Bebezdin. We assess the value of the Shar Hamazik in Bezdin. V'yitin loy mazik mo'oz. The mazik will give money. Demei Hashar Shuhu Chatzin Nizkar. Chatzin Nizkar up to the value of the Shar Hamazik. U'beshar Shavim Monish. And Arach L'Shavim Asayim. E'nad Aveil L'Shavim Klum. Come on. In the case where it's even, he pays him the value of the Shar. If it's not even then he'll pay him up to the value of the Shara Mazik. But the point is, when we say that a Shara is Mishal and Migufa, all it means is that we assess the value of the Shara Mazik, we determine what the Chatzin Nezek is, and the Mazik has to pay Chatzin Nezek up to, meaning not to exceed the value of the Shara Mazik. Rabbi Yekiva took it a whole step further. Huchlat Hashar, Hashar Atzmo Yikach. You get this. We don't assess the value of the Shara Mazik and then require him to make a payment, cash, credit card, check. No, it's not how it works. Rabbi Akiva says you get to take the actual Shara. So according to Rabbi Akiva, it's Huchlat Hashar, the actual Shara he's allowed to take. According to Rabbi Shmo, you don't take the actual Shara. You just take up to the value of the Mayna so the Gemara is going to say my Beneo. But before the Gemara is my Beneo, the Navkut is very simple. If I want to give him money, I don't want to give him the Shar. Can I give him money or not? According to Rabbi Yishmael, Husham Hashar, or Yusham Hashar. So I mean that it's Yusham Hashar, I can give him money, it's just up to the value of the Shar Mazak. According to Rabbi Akiva, I can't. Because Rabbi Akiva said, Huchlat Hashar, the actual Shar, he gets to take. Let's see inside. It might come into Rabbi Shmuel. Rabbi Akiva holds Baal Chayvu. That when someone is Mazik, someone's short time is Mazik, he's a Baal Chayvu. This is who the Mazik lay. All he wants, all he really is entitled to is money. Rabbi Akiva Sava, Shutfinenu. No. The Nizik becomes a Shutif in the Shar Ha Mazik, and therefore he can actually take the Shar. Zakti Gemara, Masnisa Mani, who 
is the Tan? Then he loses out. Masnisa Mari, who is the Tan of the Mishnah? Rabbi Akiva. The Tan of the Mishnah is Rabbi Akiva. Because what does the Tan of the Mishnah say? That's all true according to Rabbi Kiva that holds. But according to Rabbi Shmuel that holds you, you can't take the shor. You can take me to Bestin and take get $100 from me. But the shor itself, that's Kuchlat, that's Rabbi Akiva. That's not Yusham, that's not Rabbi Yishma. Says the Gemara, Rabbi Akiva, give a high crowd. The Machoik is really tall in the following part. And we're going to go through this Pasuk in Yetz Hashem. Good tomorrow, but it's getting late early. So, come in, give a high crow. Umachur es asher hachai, the chotzu es kaspoi. It says they sell the sharachai and they divide its money. Bishmol, savar, the beidina kamaz rachmon. That the Torah is talking to Bezdin. Bezdin is the one that sells the shar. And they get the proceeds from the sale, and now they distribute it. They give it to the Nizik. Rabbi Akiva Savar, the Nizik Umazik, Masal Rechamad, no, the Nizik and the Mazik, they're the Umachru. Who's the Umachru? Who's the they that are selling the Shar? It's the Nizik and the Mazik, because they're now partners. Meaning that they're now partners, therefore, they're the ones that sell it. But either way, the Nizik is a Shuktif in the Shar, thus, Noitel Es HaShar. Says the Gemara, my Benayu, what's the Nafkimina between Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Akiva? So Tesis jumps right away. My Benayu, when it first told this, he says, I have a bunch of Nafkiminas. Number one. Number two, I have a very obvious Nafkimina as well. What's the obvious Nafkimina? Do I have to give you the shark? Can I give you money? Or do I have to give you the shark? Tesis, have you matzal We could have said different Nafkiminas. El Echad Minayu Nak. Those are the last words of Tesis. Either way, my Benayu, Hektisha Nizik Ekibinayu. Nafkimina would be if the Nizik made it Hektish. According to Rabbi Shmuel, the Nizik can't make it Hektish. It's only Yusham Ashar. I was Chus Moment. According to Rabbi Akiva, it's Huchat Ashar. The Nizik can be Maktish. Rabbi Shmuel If the Mazik sold the Shar, according to Rabbi Shmuel, what's the law? Give it down, Rabbi Shmuel. Do you say, according to Rabbi Shmuel, the Nizik doesn't really have a schus in the actual shar. It's, he's just a balchayv. The Mazik owes the Nizik money, not the actual shar. So, why can't the Mazik then sell the shar? Or do you say, keeping the Meshabah, leave the Nizik, maybe it's Meshubatim. And being that it's Meshubatim, he doesn't have a right to be Mafkiya the Shibat. Amalese, he told him back, Enoi Machar. Dalach is, he cannot sell it. Fake the Gemara of Atanya, but it's a Brice that said Machar Machar. And this is a Brice that we're going to spend a lot of time with tomorrow, which is Shitas Rabbi Shmuel. So, we have a first Brice, Rabbi Shmuel said, you could sell it. So, the Gemara says, what does it mean? Chayzer Vigoy Veyo. Meaning, Machar Machar, the Mechir is Chal. But Enoi Machar, because if the Nizik goes and he takes from the Lekuchos, the Shar, that the Mazik sold, he has a right to get it. Then what does it mean, Machar Machar? He's taking it back. He's unwinding the transaction. That with regards to what do we look at it as Machar Machar? Says the Gemara, Ridya. Ridya means Harisha. To the extent that the Lekeach used the field, used the Shar, for a week, and he had benefit from it, that benefit he keeps. It's machre machre that any benefit the Lekech has, he gets to keep. But it's ene machre because when the Nizik comes, he gets a right to unwind it. Says the Gemara, Shema Minok, we bring a right from here. That loivo shemacha metaltalin, bezden goivin mehem. We're familiar with the concept of the kuchas. If I borrow money, and now the Malva comes to me and he says, You owe me money. He says, Sorry, I don't have anything. So the halach is that in certain circumstances, the Malva can go collect from the kuchas any possessions that the loivo had. At the time that he borrowed money is mishubit to the mouth. So if he had karka, that's the loch of lekuches. If he had metaltalin, he can't go to the lekuches. Straight to Gemara, based on what we just learned, that if the mazik sold the shard, which is only mishubit to the nizik, that loch is machre machre, but machre ene machre. And what does machre ene machre mean? That the nizik can go take it from the lekuches, even though the shard is metaltalin. So what's the difference between the nizik taking the shard? 
from the Lekuchais, when the Mazik sold it, when it was Meshubah to the Nizik, versus the Malva taking a shar from the Lekuchais, when the Loiva sold it, when all it was was Meshubah to the Malva. Gewaldic. Says the Gemara, it's very different. Shani Hassan, the Grand Asoya, Poitiki Domi. This is not just a regular Shibod. This is a fancy Shibod. This is an Apoitiki. What's an Apoitiki? Shomtehe Koi. Where they agree that the Peroyan is going to be from here. See, even though it's only Yusham Ashar, it's not Huchlat Ashar, but over here, the halacha is being, that they made up that it's going to be taken from here. Here it's different. So in Apoitiki, maybe you could be Goyve Metalton from the Lukuchas. It's not regular Metalton. A regular Shibut, not. Apoitiki, maybe at Freytigimara, is that so? Is it Apoitiki make a difference? Vama Rava Rava said, also, Avdei Apoitiki, Machre Bachoyv Goyve Metal. Somebody made an Eved, which is Metalton. As an apoitiki, then the bachayv could be goyva. But shoyroy apoitiki umachray, ain't bachayv goyva. Hey man, whoever that loch is, ain't bachayv goyva. Man, you can't be goyva. So you see that shoyr apoitiki doesn't change anything. There is a concept of an apoitiki, but it doesn't affect a regular metalton such as a shoyr. So the Gemara says, no, zil baser taima eved my taima. What's the reason avdei apoitiki? You could collect the eved from the lekuches from this like oh, because when an eved is sold. People know about it. So, I mean, that people know about it. So, there's a coil, you can find out, you'll know if there was a Shibut or there wasn't a Shibut. Avde Isle Kola. Hain Shar doesn't have a coil. But Hain Nami, this case of Shar, there is a coil. Because what's the issue here? The issue is that there's a Nizik that has a lean. Why is the Nizik has a lean? Because the Shar was a Mazik. So, back in the day, when a Shar was Mazik, everybody taught. People thought you heard the Shar was Mazik. So, this is something everyone knew about. Even the Nagach Kola Isle, the Tura Nakhana Kola, it gets a whole new name. It's a Shar Nagach. You know, it's a short time, but the point is, there's a coil, therefore, being that there's a coil, even though all it is is a shibud, that loch is machre in a mach. So again, according to Rabbi Shmuel, the mazik really owns the shar. It's mishubid, though, to the nizik, because the loch is even shalom It's treated as an apoitiki. Being that the mazik owns it, if he sells it, the mechira is a mechira. But at the same time, when the nizik comes to take it, he can take it back from the lukuchas. Why is it a mechira, or with regards to what is it a mechira, if the lukech used it, any ishtamshus that he had, any benefit that he had, he gets to keep. But at the same time, if the nizik wants to claim it, which is his right to do, he can unwind it, he can take it. Ah, is this a raya, that every time you have a shah that's an apoitiki, you can be graven from the lukuchas? No. Usually you can't, because it doesn't have a coil, so... Because of the hefset of the lekuch, say to the lekuchas, we're not going to allow something like this to happen. But over here, there's no real say to the lekuchas. You shouldn't know what you were buying. Everyone knows that this shayish toist, and being that everyone knows is a coil, so therefore you could not have done that. Tani Rav Tachlifa Bar Marava Kermei De Rabbi Avo Machroi Ein Machor Hektesh Muktesh. With regards to a short time, if you sell it, you, it's not a mechira. If you makdash it. It's Hektish. Machrimah. Who sold it and who was Machdish? Are we talking about the Mazik or the Nizik? Ilema Mazik. Are we talking about the Mazik? How do you understand this Brysa? Machrimah. Machrimah. When we say that if it was sold, the Mazik can't sell it, who's that going according to? Rabbi Akiva. It belongs to the Nizik. He's a Shutif. You can't sell something without your partner's consent. The problem is, the same Brysa said, Vektesh Muktish. That if you Machdish it, Hektish is Chal. Also, Rabbi Shmuel. That's according to Rabbi Shmuel. Because according to Rabbi Akiva, just like you can't sell, you can't be Machdish it. Maybe the Brysa means the Nizik, but you have the same amount of Shach. When we say you can't sell a money, that must be Rabbi Shmuel. He would be the one that holds that the Nizik can't sell. Why can't the Nizik sell? Because it really belongs to the Mazik. It's only Meshubit in the Nizik. Hektesh Muktish. But then when we say Hektesh Muktish, also, Rabbi Akiva, that seems to be going according to Rabbi Akiva. So, Mamanoshach, how do you understand the Bryce is being mechalic between selling it and being makdashit? Mamanoshach. If we mean 
the mazik, then according to Rabbi Yishmael, you should be able to sell it and be makdashit. And according to Rabbi Akiva, you should not be able to sell it or makdashit. And if we mean the nizik, then according to Rabbi Akiva, you should be able to sell it and be makdashit. And according to Rabbi Yishmael, you should not be able to sell it or be makdashit. What's this chilek between mechira and hektish? And what are we talking about? Are we talking about... Mazik or Nizik, and are we going according to Rabbi Shmuel or according to Rabbi Akiva? Says the Gemara Oila Mazik. It's going by the Mazik, the Divrei Akal, and it's not really totally in this Machlok is Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Shmuel Akiva both agree to the Halach that what Machrei Ene Machr Nekdeshe Hekdesh. Why Machrei Ene Machr? I feel Rabbi Shmuel. Even according to Rabbi Shmuel, the Mechira is not a Mechira when the Mazik sells it. Don Meshabdele the Nizik was Meshubat the Nizik, meaning what we said earlier. Meaning even though Rabbi Shmuel holds the Mazik has a right to sell it, and when he sells it, and the Lekech uses it. It's okay, but ultimately, Enei Macher, not that the Mechir was never Chal, but Enei Macher is going to have to get it back. So, Mamon of Shach is Enei Macher. According to Rabbi Akiva, Enei Macher, the Mechir was never Chal, because you sold something without your partner's consent. According to Rabbi Yishmael, it's Enei Macher in the sense that the Loikeach, or the Nizik, will be able to go to Loikeach and take it back. And Akdesh and Muktish is also according to everybody. According to Rabbi Yishmael, Akdesh and Muktish makes perfect sense because it belongs to him. And even according to Rabbi Akiva, if the Mazik is Maktashit, it's Hektish. Why? You'll tell me according to Rabbi Akiva, it shouldn't be Chal. Here's a Shutif. If two partners and one of them is Maktash something, how could Hektish be Chal? Yeah. I feel Rabbi Akiva, Mishum Rabbi Vot, Xavier. Don't Rabbi Vot, Xavier, Shem Yemer, Hektish, Jay, Tzibalik, Pinyon. Not everyone knows the Lumdus of Baba Kama. Not everybody knows Yushama Ashar, Hukhar Ashar. A person sees that I own a Shar and I was Maktash. And the hectic wasn't how people are going to think hectic is not so whatever, and it, people will come to be makel, they'll be mezalzel in the laws of hektish. Therefore, they said that even though technically the mazik did not have a right to be makdashid, because huchlar ashar, that means that the nizik is a shutif in it, so you can't be makdashid something without your shutif. Still, there's a svara here to say that you should be able, or at least midrabbon and the hektish should be chal, mishund rabbo, gzeir hektish yoitze beloit pidyon. One interesting ha'ara, We'll talk about this maybe tomorrow, and that is that it's Mavu in the Gemara that according to Rabbi Akiva, the Nizik could be Makdashit. So, Ruven Shar was Mazik Shimon Shar. It was a Shar Tam. Shimon has a Huchlat Hashar. He now becomes a Shutif in Ruven Shar. So, being that he's a Shutif, the halach is he could be Makdashit. Problem is, we know Rabbi Yechanan's halach in Shas. Geza v'loy nesia shua ba'ilin. Shneim einen yuchayim l'akdishay. Zel afisha einen shaloy. V'zel afisha einen b'shusay. So if I'm a nigzal, somebody stole my thing, to the extent I wasn't miyayish, so it's still mine, but still I can't be makdish. I, it's mine. I can be makdish my thing, because being that it's not b'shusay. In order to be makdish something, there's two criteria. It has to be mine, and it has to be in my rishos. In this case, the shar, tab, is in the rishos of the nizik. It's in the rishos of the so why is that not a chesorin? So, so you have to say some, some sort of svar. The Rishonim asked the kasha. That sounds like the Tzaisa's kasha. It's actually the Rishonim's kasha. Why is this not gezav loy We turned a page, no pun intended, here in Masech this Bavakama, and we began really a, a new sugya, a sugya that's going to take us through the next little while here in Masech this Bavakama, sugyas that deal with the mazik of shar. So one of the Arba'avis, the Zikin, was... Shor, Ashor, Vahabor, Vahamava, Vaheva, Machlikas, Rav and Shmuel, exactly what Shor is. Particularly, we're going to be talking about a Shor that's Mazik with his Karen, Negicha, or one of its Toldois, where the halacha is that the first three times that it's Mazik, being that it was Mazik in a way where Kavanosu Lahazik, which is considered out of the ordinary, it pays Chatzinezik. It's only after it was already established. 
with the chazaka that it is a shtoiser, that it's a muid, it's at that point that it's going to start paying nezek shalom. One of the important halachas that we saw regarding a short time is that a short time pays chazi nezek migufoy. What does migufoy mean? The mazik only has to pay chazi nezek up to, not to exceed, the value of the shara mazik. So if the shara that was mazik is worth $100 and it caused hezik of $1,000, chatzin nezik would be $500. You're still not going to pay more than $100. There's a halacha that it's chatzin nezik, but up to the amount of the shara mazik. What's, to the, what's the makar to this halacha? Very bizarre halacha at first glance. What is the makar? It's based on a posik in Parashas Mishpatim. The mazik of Shor, of Karen, is mentioned in Perik Chafal of Pasek Lamine. If Ruven Shor is mazik, benegicha, Shimon Shor, says the Torah, they should sell the Shor Hachai, the Chatzores Kaspoi, they should divide its money, and they should also sell the Shor Hamais and divide whatever value it has. So, for example, if the shor hachai, the mazik, was worth $200, and the shor hames was also worth $200, now that they, the shor hames is no longer alive, its value went down to $100. So you're going to take the shor hachai, which is worth $200, sell it. You're going to take $200 of cash. You're going to tell the Tehten Avela, which is now worth $100, sell it, taking $100 of cash. You're going to take the $300, you're going to split it. $150 is going to go to the mazik, and $150 is going to go to the nizik. Now, if you do the back of the envelope arithmetic, what's going to end up happening is the mazik is paying chatzim nizik. Because being that the show was originally worth $200, now it's worth $100, that means it was $100 worth of damage. If instead of his $200 shor, he now got $150 of cash, that means he lost $50, which is chatzi nezek. The nezek was $100, he lost $50. The mazek started off with a shor worth $200. After all the transactions, he's left with $150 of cash, meaning he lost $50 as well. So the mazek and the nezek are shearing this $100 loss, thus the halach of chatzi nezek. But instead of just saying you pay chatzi nezek, the Torah has a very fancy way of playing it out. That's a very important Rashi in Chomish. It's a very long Rashi where Rashi says that that's Pashan and we're going to see more about it in today's daf. Because the more fact it's going to be in Machloik is from May and Rabbi Yehuda later in the daf how exactly to dash in this Pasuk. But Rashi says that that's Pashan that the only time it's true that the Allah is umachrus ashar achai v'chotzu askaspoi v'ganus ames yachzon is if the shor achai and the shor hames were worth exactly the same amount of money. So the shor achai was worth $200, the mazik, and the nizik was worth $200. Then, if you sell the shor achai and the shor hames and you divide it, it's going to end up being chatzin nezik. Any number that you plug into that formula, it's going to end up being chatzin nezik. But let's say the shor mazik was worth more than the shor Hanizik, or the Shor Hanizik was worth more than the Shor Hamazik, then this halach is not going to be true. Because then what's going to happen is, it's not going to be Chatzin Nezik. If the Shor Hamazik is worth more, and the Nizik is getting half of the Shor Hanizik, but also half of the Shor Hamazik, he's going to end up getting more than Chatzin Nezik. And if the Shor Hanizik is worth more, and the Mazik is getting half of the Shor Hanizik, then it's going to come out that the... Uh, Shor HaMazik is paying less. In fact, what if the Shor HaMazik is worth so much more than the Shor HaMazik, the Shor HaMazik may end up, or the Mazik may end up making money on the deal. And there's no way that that's the way it's supposed to play out. So the only time it's true that Umachros HaShor HaChai V'chotzu HaSkaspoi V'gamas HaMais Yechetzun is if they were worth exactly the same amount of money. If 
it's worth the same amount of money, then it comes and plays itself into a chatzinezek. But really, the halach is chatzinezek. Why then did the Torah tell it to me in such a funny way? It only manifests itself in that one hechitimtza, where the two shvarim had the same exact value. But the moment they don't have the same value, you can't even play it that way. So then why did the Torah say it? To teach me this idea that a shar mazik, Tam only pays me gufay, he doesn't pay me now. Yes. Based on that backdrop, we had Machoikis, Rabbi Shmo, Rabbi Akiva, exactly what it means that a short time you mishalim gufay. Machoikis was, Rabbi Shmo says, Yushamashar, Rabbi Akiva says, Huchlatashar. Let's work backwards. Rabbi Akiva says, Huchlatashar, the way Rashi and most Rishonim explain the Gemara, it means that being that the shar is mishalim gufay, so the nizik becomes a shutif, he becomes a partner together with the mazik. In the Shur Hamazik. He now becomes a Shutif because at the end of the day, the Tashlumen is going to come from that show. So if it's going to come from that show, we could look at the Nizik right now as if he's already a partner. Let's say the Shur Hamazik is worth exactly Chatzin Nezek, which was the case of the Mishnah on Daflamid Gimel Amen Aleph. There was a Shur Shove Mana that was Mazik, a Shur Shove Mosayim. The Nevela is worth nothing. So the damage was $200. Chatzin Nezek is $100. The Shur Hamazik is $100. $100, what would the halacha there be? Because being there, Rabbi Akiva holds Tashar, usually they're partners, but to the extent that all there is is the Chatzinezek, so then who gets the Mishpat Abachayr? It's the Nizek. He can take the whole thing. Rabbi Shmuel argues. Rabbi Shmuel says that although it's true that the Shar is Mishalim Migufay, or the Mazik is Mishalim Migufay, it doesn't mean that the Nizek right away, the second the Hezek happened, becomes a partner in the Shar. He's really not a partner in the Shar. What does it mean then, Yemeshalim Migufay? It means that there's a Schus, there's a Kadima, that the Nizek has a right to be Teveya maybe on some level, Piroyan and Tashlumen from the Shor. Or at the very least, it sets the rate or the value of how much you're going to pay. Chatzinezik, not to exceed the Shor HaMazik. But let's say the Mazik does want to give him money. He wants to be Masalik with Dom. He says, I'm not interested in giving him the Shor. He said, I want to give you money. That's something that's going to be within his right to do. So it's a very important Afkirina. According to Rabbi Shmuel, he's treated merely as a Balchayv. He's a Balchayv. I have an obligation to give you Chatzinezek not to exceed the value of the chart. According to Yekiva, in Migufay licked a whole super lumbus of how exactly Piroyan works when it comes to a Shartam. The way it works is, is that the Nizik becomes a partner in the chart. If he becomes a partner in the chart, the Mazik cannot be Masalikim with Domim. If the Nizik wants to take the Shar, it's within his right to take the Shar. So the Gemara said, my, naf- my binai, what's the nafkimina? Meaning, what's the nafkimina between Rabbi Shmuel's understanding of Yusha Mashar and Rabbi Kiva's understanding of Yusha Mashar? Toysus jumped in right away, my binai, what do you mean? We just told you what the nafkimina is. The nafkimina is, could the mazik be masalik the nizik with domim, or could he not be masalik the nizik with domim? So Toysus says, that's true. The Gemara wants to find other nafkiminas. And the Gemara, as we saw, had several other nafkiminas between Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Kiva. And we have to go through it because there's no other way to segue into this stuff. So, number one, the first nafkimina would be if the Nizik, the Nizik was Maktish, the Shar. According to Rabbi Akiva, that holds Hukhla Shar, he's a partner. He's a bailer. It's something that he has a right to do. We spoke out to Rishayim's Kasha. Why is that better than Shaloi B'Shusay? Gezav Le Mishyash, who are bailer, Shnei, Eim, Mechayim, Lakdishay. Zelafisha, Eim, Shaloi, Zelafisha, Eim, B'Shusay. But that's a good Kasha. But the bottom line is, if the Nizik wants to be Maktish, he can be Maktish. The Rajput speaks out, by the way, that it's not only true for Hektish, Mechir as well. According to Rabbi Akiva, the Nizik could be Maktish, he'd be able to sell it. According to Rabbi Ishmael, the Nizik would not be able to. It's something that he would not be able to do. Another thing that emerged from the Gemara is what about in the reverse? What if the Mazik 
wanted to sell it? Or what if the Mazik wanted to be Makdish? According to Rabbi Yishmael, if the Mazik wanted to be Makdish, or if the Mazik wanted to sell it, at some level, he would be able to. The Gemara said that even if he sells it, of course, the Nizik has a right to be Tevea from the Lukuchas, and despite the fact that it's a Metalfalan and Sherry Apotik, he usually you're not allowed to be given from the Lukuchas. But here it has a coil, he would be able to take it from the Lukuchas, whereas according to Rabbi Akiva, the Mazik wouldn't be able to sell it at all. The Mechira wouldn't be Chal. The Hektish, the Gemara said, maybe would be Chal because Xerish and Yoyru Hektish But the Nafkimina, or another Nafkimina between the Machloikis, Rabbi Yishmol, and Rabbi Akiva, would be not only could the Mazik be Masalik, the Nizik with Damim, but there'd be other Nafkiminas as well. If the Nizik sells it, if the Nizik is Makdashid, or if the Mazik sells it, and the Mazik is Makdashid, it's all based on this fundamental principle. Do we look at the Nizik as a Balchoyf, or do we look at the Nizik as a Shutif? If the Nizik is a Balchoyf, that means the Mazik is the Bailam. The Mazik could sell it, the Mazik could be Makdashid, the Nizik cannot sell, the Nizik cannot be Makdashid. If we look at the Nizik as a Shutif, then to the contrary, then the Iker Schus would really be to the Nizik. It wouldn't be to the Mazik. And to the extent where the Shor HaMazik is shoved exactly to the Chatzin Nezik, the Mazik is completely out of the picture. The only one we look at is the Nizik, like the case of the Mishnah. Noitolas Ashar. So the Nizik is the one that'd be able to sell, he'd be the one that's able to market it, whereas the Mazik would not be able to. One other important caveat, and that is, it's before in the Bryce, and we'll see the Bryce again inside now, that the only time it's true, according to Rabbi Yishmael, that the mazik could sell it and the mazik could be makdashit. Again, why? Because Yusha Mashar, the nizik is merely a balchayv, but the bailam is really the mazik. That's only koydam amodah b'den. Before Bezdin actually paskind that there's a real chatzin nizik over here. But la'achar hamodah b'den, there it's mavur, even Rabbi Yishmael will come around to Rabbi Akiva and he'll agree that despite the fact that it's merely a balchayv, but once Bezdin paskins that this is a short time and there's a din, you have to be mishalim igufay, at that point the mazik will not be able to sell it, the mazik will not be able to makdashit. And on that note, ton rabbanon, short time shehizik, a short time that was mazik. So what's talochi mishalim igufay? Actually, Ahmad bedin before the Hamad bedin machroy machroy. If the mazik sold it, it's considered mechira. Hikdishen mukdish. If the mazik was makdishid, it's going to be chal vehekdish. Who's this going according to? Rabbi Yishmael, say you're good. Incidentally, other Rishonim argue. Other Rishonim say, it was a trick question. Other Rishonim say that it's actually going according to Rabbi Akiva. No, but the way we just learned, it's going according to Rabbi Yishmael. Shachtoi, if the mazik shechted it, or v'nasim, the matanur gave it away as a gift, it all works. Misha'amah b'din, once it's a mother b'din, even according to Rabbi Shmuel, like we just spoke out, machra yeni machar, hikdisha yeni muktish, shachtoi v'nasim, v'matanur, v'layasim, v'layasim, what if a balchayv comes, and he takes away the shar from the mazik, so this mazik wasn't only a mazik, he was also a loyv, he also borrowed money from people, and now the balchayv comes, the malvin, he takes away the shar, the nizik wants the shar, this is his din, to be mishalim but the Malva already took it. So what's the Regardless of whether the Chayv predated the Hezek, or the Hezek predated the Chayv, the Chayv is not allowed to take it, even if the Chayv came first. Because the Schus that the Nizik has in this animal is more stark. The Gemara, the Gemara is going to explain it. But the, the, the Nizik has a bigger Schus in this than the Malva does because of this Din Migufa and it's for that reason Nizik is the one that's going to get it even if the Chayf came before the Hezik. This is all true if it was a Tam. Tam has a special place in Allah because it's Mishal Migufa. What if it's a Muid with Allah is you just pay Min Aliyah then already Ben Sha'amad Bedin Ben Sha'amad Bedin whether it was Amad Bedin 
or not, meaning even if there was a mother within, machri machor, viktesh muktish, shachta v'nasu v'matana, masha asu The only time the halacha is that b'shas ha-mother within, even according to Rabbi Shmuel, you can't sell it, that's only by a time, that's mishalami gufa, whatever the lumbus is, dovi, but that's the halacha. Whereas by a shayra muid, where it's mishalami aliyah, ha-mother within doesn't change anything with regards to the underlying shayra, so it's always going to be masha asu asu. Kadun bali chayvaz vikbiyu, ben chav Meaning, if the Balichayv took it, if they took it already, if there was already a Tfisa, then even if the Hezek happened first, it doesn't matter, the Balichayv is allowed to keep it. Because here the Nizik has no schus in the underlying shar, it's just a regular din in Tashlum. He said that before Ahmad Abedin, if the Mazik sells it, the Mechira is going to be a good Mechira. We explained the Gemara, the way most Rishonim do, that the Gemara is going according to Rabbi Yishmael. Rabbi Yishmael holds, Yusham Ashar, so it's really the Mazik. So if it's really the Mazik, the Mazik has a right to sell it. But the Gemara qualifies, Shittas Rabbi Yishmael, the Ridya. That although it's true, the Mechira is allowed to sell, the Mazik is allowed to sell it, but it can only sell it the Ridya. What does that mean? That's Pashat, that the Nizik can go to the Lekeach and take the Shar away. So on a certain level, the Mechira wasn't Chal. So what does that mean, Machar and Machar? It means that any Hishtamshus that the Lekeach had from this shark in the interim period between when he bought it and the Nizik came and took it away from him, such as Luridya. He used it for Akarim. That's what Luridya is, for Harisha, for those of us that didn't learn in Chesidah He used it for plowing. So anything of that sort, the Lekeach would be able to keep. But as it relates to if the Lekeach, or the Nizik comes and takes it from the Lekeach, the Nizik should be allowed to take it. Hikdish and Muktish, and when Rabbi Yishmol said that the Hikdish is Chal, it's Mishum the Rabbavo. It's only because of Rabbavo. Rabbavo said, Xerish and Yoimru, Hikdish Yoitz Bloipidim. It sounds like from the Gemara, it's Pashat, that even according to Rabbi Yishmol, the Hikdish is only Chal because of this Xerif. You're not going to let the Hikdish be Chal, it's going to look like you can't be Makdish or something. That Hikdish is never Chal. But maybe it shouldn't be chal. The problem is we're going according to Rabbi Yishmael. And if you remember the Cheshman of the Gemara, the Gemara seemed to say that according to Rabbi Akiva, when the Mazik is Makdashit, the Akdash is only chal because of the Gzeira. But according to Rabbi Yishmael, Yusham Ashar, the Mazik is the Bailam. Why should the Mazik not be able to be Makdashit? I am Berishonim, Ubachronim, they all discuss this. The Bryson continued and said, Shachta Venasa Matano, if the Mazik, before that mother went shechted the animal, or he gave it away with Matano, Masha Asa Asa. Bishlaima says the Gemara, Nasa Matano, Bishlaima, when we say, I understand what it means. What does it mean? Masha Asa You gave it away as a gift. The Makabo Matana used it for a certain period of time. Now the Nizik went to the Makabo Matana and he took it away from him. So it's the Nizik's right to take it. But any benefit that the the Mechabu Matana had from it during the interim period, he's going to be able to keep. Meaning, just like Machre Machor for that interim period, so too, Masha Asa Asa with the Matana for that interim period. But if you shechte, what does it mean Masha Asa Asa? What changed? Why should Shechita impact anything? The Mazik shechted it, Masha Asa Asa. It sounds like something happened. What happened? So you'll tell me, maybe what happened is, maybe the whole din, that a short time is Mishalami Gufa is only while the animal's alive. But maybe once you shecht it, there's no demigufi anymore. And that's the chiddush of the brisa. Masha asa asu. That if you shechted it, it's okay. But we know that's not true. If it was lazy, the lishtal of sorry, there's no reason the nizik can't be teveya the basar of now a dead shayra mazik. Finally, we learned the brisa. Chat. It says umachru es hashayra chat. Ei I would have thought that only if it's alive. Shachta minayin. How do you know if you shechted it that the halacha is that you still pay migufa? You still have the halacha. Talmud loyma umachru es hashar. So what's masha asa asoi? What does that mean? 
You have the regular din. Actually, also, also, it sounds like there was an impact of some sort. There was no impact. You have the same din of Bimishal and Migufa. I'm Rav Shizbi. No, very simple. It's talking about where the shor went down in value as a result of the shita, which makes a lot of sense. Right? Obviously, you shech the shor, it's going to go down in value. While it's alive, you can work it, you can breed it. Once it's dead, all you could do was eat it. So at that point, it certainly went down in value. So I would have thought that what would be if the chatzin ezek was $100? And there was $100 to be Mishal and Migufa. But now that you shechted it, the shor went down, it's only worth $50. So now you don't have the full $100. So so Tachamina, Masha Oso, Loy Oso, and maybe you can now go to the mazik and have some sort of tfiyah, that's what the price is saying. The mice of the shah is still there. Collect your $50. Any pachachita is going to be a loss to the nizik. Whatever the mazik did is going to be done. Here we can learn a halacha that we can apply to other years in Shas. That if someone's mazik, I have something and you have a lien on it, I destroy it, I'm not chayiv, it's mazik. Because if you're going to tell me a mazik is chayiv, over here when the mazik shechted the shah, it was Shibuda Yishal Chaveroi, even according to Rabbi Shmuel, Yusha Mashar. There's a fest of Shibud that the Nizik has on this shot. And still you see, Masha Asa Asoi. The loss is going to go to the, the Nizik. The Gemara says, Pshito, it's so Pashit. It's so Pashit. I need Rafun the Brave Rabbi Shua to say, Zoyse Meres. Rafun Rabbi Shua got so excited, Zoyse Meres. Everyone who learns this Gemara will realize that for themselves. Why do I need Rabbi Shua? Rashi says, What do I need Rafuna to tell me this? I think I'll tell you, I could have argued. You could say that even though when the mazik kills the shayr, hamazik, and he's being mazik, but it's really qualitatively speaking, from an echos standpoint, it's not such a hesik. You know why? Because the animal is there exactly the way it was. It's not missing anything, meaning it looks the same. But on my way, it's dead. Zika ba'alma who the I knocked over. No, I took the wind out of it. No, no. But really, it's dear bishle musay. So I would have thought that's not a real hezek. Ava ba'alma, where you actually made a chisaroin in the shibudesh al chaveroi. Then maybe it's different. An interesting tzvara. Kamashmon. That was Rav Huna Rav Yeshua's chiddush. That was his nias. That not only in this case where maybe you can argue zika ba'alma who the shaklaminach in every case of mazik shibudesh al chaveroi, the loch is going to be the same. Freight the Gemara, but I still don't need Rav Huna. Meaning Rav Huna was mechiach from this brisa by the sharatam the halach of mazik shibudesh al chaveroi. The problem is, I don't need Rav Huna to tell it to me, because Rabbi already told it to me. Someone burns is Potter, and that's certainly similar to So what's the Kasha? Because Rabbi once said it, that means Rav Huna Rabbi Rav Yeshua is not allowed to say it. So an interesting Rashi, maybe we'll talk about this another day. Rabbi was very Choshev. So Rashi says that even though Rabbi was an Amoira, but he was such a Choshev Amoira that if Rabbi said something, you can ask a Kashan on Amoira, why do you have to say something that Rabbi already said? Just like we, Rav, Rashi says we would say that for, we would say it for Rav as well. So Rav, we always know, is a Tanu Pali, he's allowed to argue with a Brisa. So here we have a, a, an added knech that Rav somehow is treated like a Brisa to the point that if Rav said something or Rav said something that you wouldn't have but either way that's the Gemara's kasha I would have thought that you can't bring a right from there either 
it was a piece of paper. It's a pretty valuable piece of paper. But you could always say it's a piece of paper. So maybe over there you're potter. But in a case where you dug something, you made a real impact, maybe that you'd be chayiv. That was Rav Huna Brev Raya from the case where somebody shechted the shor tam to ha'hocha because this case is command the chafa babayu shikhan amaris dami the comment still it says masha asa asa it's interesting on the one end the gemara says killing the shor tam is like doing nothing it's just knocking the wind out of it but on the same token you find that it's treated like chafa babayu shikhan amaris but either way that's the point it's your potter because you're a mazik shibudah shachalere and in fact Rav Huna Rebbe said Zaysay Meres he saw a certain hoysafa in the halachas of mazik shibudah shachalere dafka from this halacha right here the b'risa continued and the b'risa said kodmu if the b'alichoyvah went and they were goiva from the mazik the short time. It doesn't matter whether the hezek happened first or the chayv happened first. If the hezek happened first, I understand why the bal chayv can't be goivet. Because nizak and kadmo, the hezek came first. But if the chayv came first, why can't the bal chayv take it? And even if the hezek happened first, the Bryce said that even if the bal chayv took it, Masha also loy also. He has to give it back. The kasha is v'lo hizagach leicha bal chayv kadim shma mina bal chayv muochesh kadim v'gavu masha gavu leigavu. Let's bring your eye from here that if there's a bal chayv muktim and there's a bal chayv muocher where the bal chayv muktim has a chos that he gets to collect before the bal chayv muocher. That halach is that if the bal chayv muocher takes it before the bal chayv muktim masha also loyasa because if you get to tell me masha also also that even if the hezek happened before the chayv but the brice is talking about where the bal chayv took it already. So if he took it already. This is He Let him at the very least keep it. So you see that being that the Hezek came first, even Bidiyevet, the Balchayv is not allowed to take it. So can we apply this to a more general halacha that a Balchayv Mu'ukhar that takes it before the Balchayv Muktim Masha Gava Loi Gava? The says Loi. Loi Masha Gava Gava. It could be really ordinarily, this is a very special case. And it's for that reason over here, even if the Hezek happened, even if the Chayv happened first, still the Nizek is the one that gets to take it. And even though ordinarily the Balchayv Mo'ochel Masha Gava Gava, over here where the Hezek, where the Hezek happened first and the Chayv happened second, it's going to be Masha Gava Loi Gava. What's the difference between this and a regular case of Chayv? Shani Hosam, the Amalei, he could tell him a Svara. Ilu Gaba Chava, Loi Mino Chavi Gavilei, it's not clear what the Gemara's Svar is, but the words of the Svar seems to be that the Nizik could always tell the Mazik, let's say your, this Shar would have damaged after you already were Goyveh, meaning you're saying that the Chayv came first. Okay, the Chayv came first, so therefore you have a Schos. Let's say the Chayv would have came first, which is what happened, and you would have taken it already, and then it would have been Mazik. I could have taken it from you. So just like I could have taken it from you, had it been Mazik, in your Rishos, now that it was Mazik, in the Mazik's Rishos, even though you have a Shibur, I should still be able to take it, despite the fact that it's coming at an expense to you. That's what the Gemara is saying. But Frank Toysavis, top Toysavis, is probably what everyone's bothered with. If the Shor was Mazik in the Rishos of the Balchoy, because he was it already, and then it was Mazik, then, of course, that Loch is, he could take it from him. But over here, the Balchoy wasn't the Poshaya, it was the mazik that was the Peshaya. And to the extent that the Balchayv has a lean on it, because the Chayv happened before the Hezek, 
So mehechi teisi, the nizik should come before the balchayv. So Taisva says, v'yishloim ashes kedai to see the words inside. The loikomar elo kiloimar the ingof ashoim meshuba the balchayv kimoishum meshuba the nizik shem shalmi gufai. That don't pay such close attention to the words of the Gemara and the Svara. It's a kiloimar Taisvis. The loikomar elo kiloimar. Rash Tosus is saying that the main point of the Gemara is, certainly for our purposes, is that the schos, or the shibud, that the nizik has in the Shartam is much more strong, it's more fast, than the shibud that the Balchayv has in it. Because the Balchayv just has an ordinary lean, whereas there's a special halacha that the, bal- the Shartam is mishalim igufay, and the nizik has that special lean, and that's all the Gemara means to say. Meaning Tosus is nitpicking on the Lashon HaGemara. Taisus says Lashon HaGemara, if you take the Gemara literally, at first glance, it doesn't seem to make any sense. So Taisus just says, like, Kamar Ela Koloimar. It seems like Taisus is being Madchik. The main point of the Gemara is that being that you're coming Mikoyach, this special Shibut of Migufai, that's why even if the Chayv came first, and even though if the Chayv came second, ordinar- ordinarily, Bidi Yevet, Masha Gava Gava, over here the Allah is going to be different.